Come in peace. And episode 29, we are here, Cronkite. That uh, that just gets you pumped up. How did you like that new intro? That's a switch up from our uh, terrestrial radio. I just, I That's mean, our I, terrestrial uh, terrestrial radio intro. And not extraterrestrial, well, but terrestrial. Okay, yeah. whatever, whatever. I was excited. I mean, that, that pumped me up. I'm ready to go. Well, good, good. It's, it's about time something pumps your lazy ass up. <laughs> um, that's not That's not very nice. What? It's not very nice. It is. It has been a while since we've been here to do a Sunday show. Yeah, it has. it's been like what a month. Yeah, because your lazy ass sits at oh, home in the really? bed all day. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh no, no, yeah. no, that is not true. Somebody complete, is starting a new company called BS. Fat Man in a Minivan. That's exactly right. And fat, he had to go man, out. Fat Man in a Little Van. Okay. Get it right. All right. I'm sorry. I uh, apologize. But if you need, uh, what did you haul? Anything. It's a. Uh, for it's, a, it's a courier. Service. Out of this world deals. If we're out of this contact world, contact Cronkite. That's exactly right. So, how's everything else going? It's going pretty good. How are you been? I'm, I've been great. I've been great. I want to uh, thank Elliot and the Spooky family for co-hosting Fantastic and filling show. in for us last week. They did a great job. Fantastic uh, show. Oh, and we'll probably funny. have them do that again, maybe in September, October, something like that. They are very funny and have excellent chemistry. Now, and I said this on the radio show too. Whoever came up with that intro idea. Where the NWO music kicked in, that person is a genius. I mean, I guess that that's uh, eh. what about the uh, all right? But I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna call him a genius. All right. Um, What about the recent gas prices? What do you think about that? I think it's uh, stupid. It's just something else for somebody to panic about and And, make more money and buy everything. Yeah, definitely. I I went by Food City in our area uh, Friday, and all their pumps had bags on them. There was no one in the little you know, and what what, what blows my mind is they they announced you know, hey, there could be a gas shortage, and then everybody, everybody panic buys, in. and they cause a gas shortage because they're stupid. Well, hey, look at it this way: if something does happen after last year when they went out and bought toilet paper and gas, they're going to have a clean ass, and their car is going to be full. Yeah, right. Can we can we can we address the monkey and the or the elephant in the room? Why? Did anyone what what was the toilet paper? Why was everybody hoarding toilet paper? I have no clue, buddy. What? I have no clue. What? Why? But in the zombie apocalypse, if you have toilet paper and I have a gun, I have a gun and toilet paper. That's true. So, but I mean, I, no. I mean, in all seriousness, though, like, what what was the point of hoarding the toilet paper? I have no clue. Um, coming up, July thirty first this year, twenty twenty, the uh, Pikeville Toy Toy and Comic Con. Returns to the Appalachia Wireless Arena. Uh, for more information, you can check out their website, PikevilleComicCon.net. They also have a Facebook, a Facebook page set up, or you can contact the e-comic and tech store on Facebook or call 
263-4946 for more information. And we will be there, my friend. What do you think about that? I'm ready. I'm excited. I look forward to it. I like going just as a spectator to that, but now I'm going to be there, and I'm going to get to aggravate everyone, and that makes me happy. Yes. Um, we got some special guests sitting in the studio. We do. Before we get to them, I had an idea the other day, and I wanted to get your opinion of this. Oh, God. Uh, you know, we have people that listen to the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say that if somebody needed people, if they had bad news to tell somebody, uh-huh. what do you think if they could email us or call us, and tell us what the bad news is, and give us the contact information for the person, and let us contact that person and tell them the bad news on their behalf. Unlike, unlike recorded? Yes. Yes, so Evan will play it on the show. I like it. <laughs> hey, this is Cronkite and Goose. We're calling to let you know that you're you fired. have been broken up so, with. But, uh, you know, if... 606-373-3396. If, if any listeners... Uh, or business owners have any bad news, and uh, they want to, they want us to break it to whoever. You can contact us by calling six zero six three seven three 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 nine six, or email here to chew bubblegum at yahoo.com and in the subject line put bad news. That's exciting. I think that'll be I, hilarious. Thank you, thank you very much. I do too. I do too. Now, uh, uh, without further ado. Please introduce our guest. All right. So sitting next to me, I have Old Man Cronkite. Uh, listeners of the show way back when we first started may recognize him. Uh, he did uh, He did one show, helped me with uh, the news once. Uh, he is joining that was us. the best news segment, too, by the way. It was. It was. And he is joining us in studio today to uh, help us with the show. And with him today is the lovely Pamela Anderson. Hello. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. And now she is, uh, she is a uh, ghost connoisseur. Would that be yes. right? Yes. Yes. She she likes the hauntings and the uh, the uh, the strange spirit stuff and stuff. And she actually has some really good stories that hopefully maybe we'll get into today. If not, then yeah. you know some other yeah, time definitely. for sure. Definitely. Uh, Pamela, welcome. Thank Old you. man Cronkite, welcome. Thank you. Uh, uh, before we get we're started, glad to be here. Before we get started going any further, I want to send a big. Birthday shout out to old man Cronkite. He turns nine hundred and eight years old oh, tomorrow. Dude, you are an ass. Why would you say nine hundred and eight years old? Because that's how old he is. No, no, it's He's not. Throwing me under the bus. He might as well throw in a couple of games and retards <laughs> under there with me. <laughs> what the? Oh my god. We're good, man. We're good. We're uh, we're uh, still going. We're we're uh, still rolling. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We're good. You don't say that. I can. Uh, well, we can I say can, that. Uh, yeah, yeah. We can say that. Yeah. No! So, yeah, I yeah. I can call anybody out. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. President. Well, this show has gone tits well, quick. Let, let's, let's let this go a little farther. It is also Cronkite's birthday. He was born on my birthday. Really? Yep. Oh, oh, happy so birthday, now, Cronkite. Well, thank you. Happy birthday, Cronkite. And, and, and supposed to have a cake. Yeah. And he had a son. You were, you were probably the most disappointing present ever. I think so. Yeah. so he didn't get well, birthdays after that. I quit having birthdays when he was born. So I'm, you know, 30 years old right now. Yeah. There you go. There you go. He always gives me a hard time and calls me an old man. You are old. Oh, dude. I'm, I'm not much older than you. <laughs> yeah, you are. No, 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 I'm not. No, I'm not. Not at all. Ridiculous. You are. No. Do you want to uh, 
start out with some listener email. Sure. Uh, before you do, we're very happy to have Old Man Cronkite and Pamela here. Thank you guys very much. And they're going to hang you. out and be here the whole show. Yes, indeed. They're going to help us out and uh, let us know what we're doing wrong and what we're doing right. And uh, I can tell you exactly what you do wrong. Listen, it's not for you to decide. It's not like it's your, you're the listener. You're just a sack of shit. <laughs> wandering from Florida says, Wow, we're so wonderfully happy to be here. <laughs> Elliot, you did a good job. I'm curious, if you and the family take off, are you going to have Goose and Cronkite filling for you, Roswell to all? That is a very good question. And good question. Um, we, we do have a lot of Elliot's articles or the Spooky Family <laughs> questions, and I've forwarded those to him. And um, if they do... Take off and want us to host. We'll definitely host the sure. Spooky Family Show. Definitely. Uh, Dixon09 says, hey, everyone. Wow. Last week's show was great. It threw me off uh, right from the beginning. Genius. Elliot and the Spooky Family did a great job. Very entertaining and informative. Goose and Cronkite, don't tease Elliot because he got a little emotional. You can tell that he is the real deal. I hope that he continues to do his articles when his sister podcast starts. Uh, keep it up and tell Ned that I said hello, Roswell. And then Pamela's got yep. some email to read for us, too. I do. James from Kentucky. Elliot, Greta, and Beagle, great job co-hosting the show. I don't believe the Back to the Future 9-11 conspiracy, but it was very intriguing. Would you like to read one old man Cronkite? <laughs> Are you sure? So Dempsey says, hello, here, Chew Bubble Gum. It's been a while since I've written. If you guys have to be sure to check out the lots, if you guys have time, excuse me, be sure to check out the lots in the sky on Amazon Prime. Good watch, a lot of footage I haven't seen before. Good narration and well made. Have a good weekend, y'all. Roswell. Uh, Luke from Kentucky, and this is our friend Luke. And uh, I have a video to show you during break, old man Cronkite. That, will, that is fascinating. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And... Uh, Let's see, coming up, uh, too, in the show, we'll talk more about uh, Luke. But uh, the uh, this was a text. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, he says, uh, I got the Jacob's Ladder going. Still need more experimentation, but it's fun to play with. Haven't tried throwing anything in it, in it yet, as I still need the laser. I've been listening to the original Art Bell show with Mike. It's interesting. Uh, we do have an update during segment one on Luke Fugit and the Jacob's Ladder that he did make. Okay. And Rhonda from West Virginia says, I missed Goose and Cronkite last week, but they could have picked anyone better to fill in. You did a great job, Elliot. He definitely did. Thank you very much. Rita from Indiana says, hey, here to Chew Bubblegum. The last few shows have been really good ear candy. I love the Ingersoll Lockwood special, and last week's show was amazing. I can't wait for the Spooky Family Show to start. Uh, Jeremy uh, says, Hello, Goose and Cronkite. Any update on the Randonautica videos? As of now, we have no update. We have not done that yet. They want to see us, Goose. Do They want to see you get out and hike. I'm not hiking. Well, you I, have to. You don't. You know, you dude, I am sorry. If, if you pass out, I'm not doing mouth-to-mouth -mouth on you. Right, that's why you I'm not You are on going, your own. Not doing hiking. But so, we are going to go to the Huh? Mouth the snout. <laughs> <laughs> Mouth the snout, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but no, we are going to do Randall Night. We very, to, very, we, very soon. We do need to get together and And, and plan that, that out. Yeah, because... Uh, Hopefully sometime in June we'll do that and we'll throw that up on the uh, YouTube page. Because it's, uh, it's a very fun game and you don't have to walk as much. Okay. 
I'm not walking. I figured as much. I'm not uh, I'll sit in the car and let. I'm not walking either. Somebody has to. <laughs> uh, somebody has to tell the people what happened. So I'm just going to be that guy. Dude, you have to get out and walk. I'm not doing it. Okay. Well, this this is an interesting one. I can't wait to read it. Okay. This is from Bonds. Okay. Just wanted to let everyone know that my husband and I almost had a near death experience yesterday. Also, I want to inform you guys that if you ever have a new AC unit put in your house. <laughs> Whatever you live in, please make doggone sure you have a qualified inspector to make sure that you guys will not go through the near-death experience that my my husband and I went through and be safe and strong, and we love you guys. Now I'm curious as to what the near-death experience was. I don't know if you didn't tell us. You have to to write back in and let us know. Definitely. definitely. You can't leave us on a cliffhanger like that. That was from Bonds, so you need to write in and well, let, tell thank us you more very info. Much, Bonds. Yes, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And what's your dog have to do with it? <laughs> Tanya from Kentucky says, Hello, gentlemen. I've been hospitalized recently with COVID. It has been tough, but I think I'm on the upswing. Well, I'm very sorry to hear that, Tanya. I hope I hope everything's yep. working up. Um, I've been in co- getting caught up on the show, and I want to say you all are continually getting better. Elliot is spinning off into his own show. That is great. I hope you all stay a team and continue to make your shows together when you have a chance. Where is Ned? We need more Ned. See, Ned has a fan base, but he just well, you know. Now Ned has pre-recorded a lot of yeah. Ned's ads. Uh, I think we're running out of those though, yeah. so we're going to have to get Ned back in the studio very soon. Ned doesn't doesn't come around much anymore. What'd you he, say to him? Uh, he comes around all the time when I'm here in the bunker by myself. That must be it. Must be me. it. Must be you. Uh, the Spooky Family is in, is pretty entertaining. I enjoy listening to their content as well. I can't wait to the next roundtable shows. Love you guys, Tanya. And uh, we are in preparation for that right now with this pre roundtable show. Yeah, this is a mini roundtable. Um, uh, let's see. I've got one more here. Hannah from Ohio says, "Hello, everyone. It's my first time writing in." I'm interested in knowing more about the different alien life forms. I know of the greys, so what uh, others are out there. Please share any knowledge you may have uh, as to who they are, where they're from, Roswell. Uh, let's see. You've got the greys. You've got the well, talls. Now, there's supposed to be like seven uh, seven versions of the greys. Yeah. So there's seven versions of the greys. I don't know exactly where they're from. Interdimensional, I think, is what we've read. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got the... Uh, Reptilians. And the talls. Right, right. Uh, little short ones. What are they called? The little green men. Uh, I'm not sure, but that, that's where the Hopkinsville goblins Goblin came from, from. So probably the little green men. There's several, as as you know, from where they come from. I have no idea. Yeah, I've had, uh, read some stuff on the blue avians, the Nordics. Yeah, wasn't well, aren't the Nordics the Anunnaki? Uh, I think so. Yeah, and they they're supposedly from what? The Anunnaki are the tall that came. Hybrid bred with them, yeah. Back the, in the Egyptian times, and and supposedly in uh, World War Two, that's the Nazis were trying to to make a, a perfect yeah, race, and so that was that's what Enoch, um, oh, the Egyptian pharaoh, that's weird shaped. He's supposed to be, yeah. Um, Anon, uh, no. Um, oh, well, <laughs> I can't think of Akhenaten. Akhenaten. Huh. I didn't know that. And he's yeah. supposed to be yeah. a hybrid. Yeah. He's he weird was shaped. King Tut's father. Yes, King Tut's father. Oh, okay. And, uh, but they're, you know, they're supposed to have an elongated head. Right. 
Yeah, I've, I've seen just, that. He had a weird shaped body. Um, changed all their gods from what they worship to the sun god. Right. And, to uh, a single that, that drives me crazy. No, no I'm no. sorry. <laughs> no. It's, it's family tradition. He can do it anytime he wants oh. to. But you they can't. also, oh. uh, <laughs> you know, they also, uh, after his rule, just like Joseph Stalin, they went, all the people went back and defaced everything. They took his image off of a lot of the stuff he was on. Do we have, uh, do you have another email? Yes, oh, I do. I have one, okay. one last one from Benjamin. Great show. Looking forward to the new show, Elliot Roswell. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for the emails. Thank you very much for those emails. You leave Old Man Cronkite alone. I was just saying lean into the mic. You just learned that like a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, well, so. and now I'm an old pro at it. Moving Does it Cronkite have an issue with touching the mics anyway? Yes, yeah. yes, he like does. A, but these, like these new mics. Fetish. You, yeah. yeah, these new mics, you can't even hear it when I touch it, so it's awesome. Oh, so you can touch it and get yeah. away with it. But now those mics, they'll pick up. Okay. See, like, they'll hear it through the table. Yeah. Like, like I said, I can edit all this out. Um, we want to thank everyone for writing in and reaching out. And if they want to contact us, how can they do that, Cronkite? Well, they can reach out to us if they want to uh, call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396. You can leave us a voicemail. And as long as it's clean uh, and not terrible, uh, we'll play it on the road, on the show, right? Yes. Yeah, as long yes. as it's not terrible. Don't yes. make fun of me. Don't make fun. Well, you can make fun of Goose. It'll be kind of funny. Uh, but you can also email us. Goose at here to chew bubblegum.com or Cronkite, that's me, at here to chew bubblegum.com. You can reach Ned or Elliot by uh, putting Ned or Elliot in the subject line, here to chew bubblegum at yahoo.com. We also have several social media platforms uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube. We're, we're, pretty, we're pretty socially out there. Yes. And uh, if you want uh, us to break bad news to somebody, all you have to do is you can email us uh, here to chew bubblegum at Yahoo in the subject line, put bad news, and we will break bad news to uh, whoever you uh, need us to. And I can't honestly wait until we get to do that. We're going to uh, take a break. Uh, we're going to come back with some uh, UFO UAP news, uh, a Luke Fugit update, and uh, what story do you have for us? Well, I've got a couple of different stories. So we talked about the simulation theory a while back, and I've got kind of a uh, an MI. MIT professor says that we are living the uh, simulation. And then I'm going to talk about uh, an article that I saw on Stephen Greer's Instagram from the New York Times. All right. Sounds good. What are we listening to? You listen to Here to Chew Bubblegum. And we'll be right back. fresh, authentic Mexican food, you want El Picante and Cole Run. Dine on sizzling hot fajitas, the freshest pico de gallo, or if you're craving their secret ingredient jalapeno dip, the only place you'll find it is El Picante. Look, there are Mexican restaurants on every corner. The difference is in the mouth-watering food and the great service you'll get at El Picante and Cole Run. Visit El Picante for lunch today.
And welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. I am Cronkite. That handsome, fine-feathered fr- uh, friend of mine across the table is Goose. And sitting next to me, old man Cronkite. And next to him is Pamela. Hello. <laughs> Love that voice. Love that voice. I know. Right? How is everyone doing? I'm Fine doing frog hair. Fine and frog hair. I'm doing great, buddy. I was doing pretty good till the old joke started. <laughs> Listen. I, I don't mean to do old jokes. I just they just come out. I apologize. Yeah, well, your your time's coming. Yeah, well, I know. But you you have never told me you uh, you uh, didn't mean to do old jokes. Yeah, because I mean to do them to you. Oh, I don't mean to do them to my dad. Well, I know, sorry, buddy. I know he's old. I'm sorry. <clears throat> We're going to start out this segment talking about some UFO UAP news. You don't know you're old yet, though. <sighs> I'm going to deal with you after the show. Dude, you are 15 minutes away from the senior citizens buffet at Shoney's. So, there is no Shoney's around here anymore. Not anymore, but... Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like their hot fudge cake? Ooh. <laughs> no, it was one of them places where all these people would just go in there and they're on chairs on wheels and they can just wheel up to the buffet yeah. and grab them a handful of chicken <laughs> and wheel back to their table. Blow the horn. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's the, what I'm looking forward to is retirement. <laughs> I'm going to be in my little rascal wheel up there. And I can go ahead and get you a little You're rascal now. Grab me a handful of chicken so, now. You go into the Grand Canyon on your hover Yeah, yeah. I'm going to stand at the edge and squall out. I can go ahead and get you a rascal now, man, you know, if you want a rascal. I mean, I want to get one. I'm looking forward to it. Well, good, yeah. good. Uh, what we'll do in this segment, we'll talk about UFO, UAP news. We'll do the uh, story you had. Which one are you going to do for us? Well, I'm going to do um, simulation theory or simulation story, and then we'll uh, there's a well, yeah, we'll save that one for the segment too, if you want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we'll give a Luke Fugit update. All right. Does that sound good? Uh, and as I read some of these, if y'all have questions or something to add, just jump in. Just jump in. That does not go for you. Uh, a uh, UFO UAP update. Uh, former Navy Lieutenant Ryan Graves says he and other members of his FA-18 fighter squadron uh, detected strange, maneuverable, and unidentified objects in the restricted airspace southwest of Virginia Beach nearly every two or uh, years or so, beginning in 2015. The sightings were so common, he says pilots and their crews began to take them for granted. Graves is calling those objects a threat to security in a 60 Minutes interview. Graves is one of several current and former military members who have spoken publicly about what the Pentagon now calls unidentified aerial phenomenon, or UAP. Those documented sightings of UAP uh, recorded on a gun camera, video, and photos taken by U.S. service members have been analyzed by the Defense Department for years, but the government only uh, now is uh, acknowledging that the internal efforts after unclassified voices of the UAP were leaked to the New York Times in 2017. Uh, now, the uh, Senate Intelligence Committee has ordered the Director of National Intelligence and the Secretary of Defense to compile a report on unidentified aerial phenomenon to be delivered next month. Uh, I am worried, frankly. You know, if these were tactical jets from another country that were hanging up out there, it would be a massive issue, Graves told uh, Bill Whitaker in a 60 Minutes interview airing uh, tonight on 60 Minutes. But because it looks slightly different, we're not willing to actually look at the problem in the face 
we're just happy to ignore the fact that these are out there watching us every day. Uh, Graves continued to say, I would say, uh, you know, the highest probability is it's a threat observation program, Graves said. Uh, he wouldn't rule out the possibility that this could be Russian or Chinese technology. And again, the whole interview and special report airs uh, tonight on the 60 Minutes program on CBS at 7 p.m. Now, uh, what's your thoughts on that, old man Cronkite? Well, as far as the technology, things like that, I don't think it's the Russians. I don't think it's the Chinese. I don't either. Um, and here's my thinking. They usually wait till we invent something or perfect something, and then they steal it and copy it. Right. right. So here we are. You know, We're seeing all this stuff out here. You know, It may be our military, and if it is, that's, that's fine. I don't have a well, problem with that. But it's also, you know, the universe is too big. There's got to be other people in it. Right. Well, yeah. and even a couple of weeks ago, they said that these were classified as unknowns. Right. Now, yeah. if that was our military, do you think that, and, and, and this story leaked out yeah. in 2017, uh, do you think that they would still say that they're unknowns? Uh, probably, just depending on the technology, what, what they're actually working right. on, they may say, you know, let's keep this secret as long as we can. Because, you know, we started out doing the stealth back in the 70s. Yes. And, um, you know, didn't really come out till like, at the end of the 80s. And then you got, you know, stealth fighter, stealth bomber, and all this. Now you're seeing the Chinese, the Russians, they all have their own stealth fighters. You know, so they're behind us. And they're probably just trying to keep, you know, technology a secret as long as they can. But uh, there again, you know, I'm thinking if they do have that technology, they got it from somewhere. They've copied it from somewhere. Exactly. You know, just exactly. like just like the Russians and the Chinese. You know, they've they found something crashed or some or a, a, a alien. They've they they, they got it have from given it to us. You know, probably for I don't know. You know, being able to. Abduct people for years. Years and years. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, do you uh, think the same? I think if the U.S. government had something out there that they said was unidentified, I think it's unidentified because they would come up with some stupid weather balloon Yeah, well, we, we, we hear that one a lot. If, yeah. You know, if it was something that our government is doing that's top secret, they would come out and say, yeah, well, that's something we're working on or something. I think with it being unidentified, it is truly unidentified. I think we're arrogant if we think we're the only persons in this universe yes. or outside that's floating around out there. And I think there's proof enough. Now, we've said on the show, and I want to get your guys' take on this, uh, the government has said time and time again that UFOs do not exist. They're now saying that UAPs do exist, that they're unknown, and the government itself has named them UAPs. Do you think they did that so they can save face a little bit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Know? And I, I, I think the same thing, and I and I think you do too as well. Yeah, I think. Uh, you know, because when you've been told for 70 years UFOs don't exist, and but UAPs do, it's the same thing. Yeah. You know. Definitely. Right? Definitely. You know, and I have to agree with old man Cronkite there when we talk about, you know, the Russians and the Chinese, they'll copy something someone else has made. That, that has to be something we're doing. You know, reverse engineering 
the Black Forest incident, Roswell, whatever. And after World War II, let's not forget that our secret government or our secret uh, or the secret scientists that they had worked for us. Then. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's not forget well, that. You know, I've I've been doing some research over our break of when we you know uh, pre-recorded a bunch of shows, and we'll be talking about this later on this summer. But uh, the first crash, supposedly in the U.S., that 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 was recovered, not the one from the eighteen uh, nineties in the Texas farmland. Yeah, yeah. Um, was like I think in nineteen forty three, and you've got a lot of crashes that took place in Trinity, New Mexico, and you know that is where the first nuclear bomb was tested at. But you have like seven or eight in like a seven year span, and they're all crashed right, right around that area. Yeah. So, you know, something had to get their attention, mm-hmm. you know. Well, it's just like a, when we were speaking on the, uh, the radio show um, that will be aired tonight, uh, later this evening. You know, I don't want to give anything away, but at the same time. Go ahead. We, Go ahead. we essentially talk about that's where you see a lot of um, alien intervention is where there are missiles and there are nuclear the weapons of war. Yeah, sure. and, and we've talked about that. Sure. You know, you've got nuclear science, you've got power plants, bodies of water. For right. some reason, this is where they seem to get activity, you know. Uh, you know, in the story I just read, that was on the coast, you know, yeah. uh, Virginia over the ocean. Which now, that, that whole area is kind of weird in itself. Um, well, the whole state of Virginia is kind of weird in itself. The whole northeast so. is weird in itself. But, when, oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I was going to say, I think China proved to us last week that they're not real techie no, when it comes no. to <laughs> spaceships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just pieces of rocket falling down around us. And we yeah. don't know. It might. Yeah. Well, no, I, and what I was saying is like there is a, um, there is a, not a no-fly zone, but there's off, often a military operation or practice or whatever going off just off the coast. All the time. If you listen, if you remember when I spoke about TWA Flight 800, that was a like a essentially like a no fly zone where it skirted across um, their practice field, and that's where the conspiracy that TWA Flight 800 was shot down uh, mistakenly, of course, not not intentionally. But then on 9/11, there was also a in the same area the same thing going on. So that's when you know you kind of think of. What's what's actually going off just off the coast of the United States? Is it just practice, or I, I don't know? Well, all right. Let me ask all three of you this. Do you trust the government? No. And, and, and I giggled no. a little bit as I said that. I don't. I'm sorry. No, no I me. Think, I think the government has neither. their own their own agenda in their they're, – they're looking out for A number one. They want to keep whatever they can keep to keep them in power. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm, all right, me personally, and I'm – I, we don't we don't talk politics on the show, right? I am going to mention a president from the eighties that I think, in my uh, opinion, was a great president, and I'm talking about Ronald Reagan, okay. because number one, he constantly searched for answers on UFOs. Yes, and we and we actually got He's, a lot of. He had a sighting. Yes, yeah, he, had, he he had several yes, sightings, and possibly yes. possibly abducted. Yes, and also uh, you know in in, in his the diary, diary, yeah, you know he he wrote in like 1986 that. He had talked to U.S. scientists, and he was amazed that our uh, space program had a, was it a shuttle? It was a shuttle. He called it a shuttle. Yeah, he called it a shuttle, but it could orbit 300 people in space. And this was in 1986. Okay, you didn't have smartphones back then. Plus, Ronald Reagan also said 
Some of the most dangerous words you can ever hear is, I'm from the government. I'm here to help. And I'm here to help you. Yeah. Well, and you know, as as large as our shuttles were, our civilian shuttles for NASA. At, I, at that time, at what, the you time. could hold five, six, seven, maybe? I, you know, and I don't even think so. if the cargo bay was empty that you could haul close to 300. What, I mean, no. they're huge, but they're, they're not huge. that big. So it had, he he wasn't obviously talking about our shuttles, or or well, the, the shuttles he, that we knew of. Th- that yeah, that we knew of. Right. So I mean, it it's strange, and and the fact that he reaches out to Gorbachev and asks, "Hey, if we have a hostile alien force, yes, will you help us?" Right. Yes. That that screams worlds to me. You right know, there. and and then his UN address, he even started out by saying, "You know, sometimes," and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, sometimes I think, you know, what this world needs is a threat from an outside force to unify everybody. Yes. yes. Well, now that that kind of goes a little bit with the Stephen Greer documentary that I was talking about, where he talks about um, that our government has the ability to throw a false flag operation of an alien invasion. So I'm wondering if he is kind of alluding to that back then. You know, well, and I'm I'm going to be honest. When you first mentioned that on the show. You know, uh, a couple months ago, I kind of giggled. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah, sure. I've since done a little bit more research on that. And I think it's very possible that the government could sure. fake a yep. uh, alien uh, invasion. Absolutely. Well, but no, I don't think it will be the U.S. government. It will be the new shadow world. government right. behind, you know, that actually has this technology right. and is using well, this. In in all right, and I'm I might take some heat from this. In today's day and time, with the government, can you tell the difference between the legitimate no. government and the shadow government? You know, and that's that's no. exactly what I was going to say. No. You, I don't recognize the U.S. government from what I did no. 15 years ago. No, even no. even even 15 years ago. And granted, I'm not I've not lived as long as you have, of course, Goose. But like, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I just don't. I, it, it seems like there has been a major change, especially after the after the early two thousands. Yeah, I watched a program recently where there was a theory that Lyndon Johnson actually was first president who met with alien forces, and pretty much they had a um, agreement: you don't bother us, and we won't bother you. Right. We can still come and view and and do the things we've always done, but we won't attack you or anything like that. I thought that was interesting. Lyndon Johnson, of all presidents. That is interesting. And he he was supposedly, Kennedy was assassinated because he knew too much about that. And Marilyn Monroe as well. Yes. Well, that was mafia, I think. You think so? Oh, yeah. Well, it's something else you got to, I don't know, Ben Rich, he was the head of Skunk Works. Lockheed Skunk Works, and I think he passed away in the late 90s or something like that. But on his deathbed, he said, we have the technology to take E.T. home, which <laughs> tells me that they have black projects that nobody knows about. Right. That, you know, and so they could be, you know, that may be what we're seeing. Right. You know, is well, out there flying around. You know, and going back to Reagan just a little bit, there was a rumor years ago that uh, Reagan told Steven Spielberg when they viewed the movie E.T. in the White House, he told him in private, you, you, you don't know how close you got that. <laughs> now, that was a rumor, but in 2011, Steven Spielberg confirmed that and said, yes, that was true. Reagan did tell him that. I wonder what part they were talking about. I don't know. Reagan was big, you <laughs> know, the Star Wars and all that. He was, he was all into. Yeah. Yeah. 
he was he was one of the only presidents that's really been into. Yeah, I mean, much. and he would openly tell you, you know. Right. I mean, he 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 was not was afraid. A passion, you yeah. know. You know, going back to what they're attracted to, like um, nuclear power plants and things like that. Um, old man Cronkite and I are big fans of Scott um, Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Me too. They Me just too. went out and did a bunch of radiation testing. I mean. This is 500 acres in the middle of a desert. There's nothing remotely close to it. And the radiation fields out there are like microwave oh, wow. levels. Just to just go out and dig a little hole. And, and just do that. Yeah. How, how is that? Yeah. And so that's where there's been a lot of activity. So you wonder what the correlation is between that activity and all the radiation levels that are so high. Right, right. Now, I, I've not watched episode two of the new season yet. I do have it on DVR, but that is a fascinating show. It I really mean, is. I am, I am. We love it. Anyone, I said it really oh, good, is. Good, good. I said it really is. What? And if anyone who, if we have any fans that are associated with Skinwalker Ranch, we would love to come and do a show there. Yeah. Yes. Or if you want to be on our show, all you have to do is contact us. Well, yeah, that too, I guess. <laughs> but I'd rather go to Skimwalker. Yeah, me too. I want to go there. All right, I want to go there. Fun. Let me let me ask you two a question. Off topic doesn't have anything to do with this. The Curse of Oak Island. Do you like the Curse of Oak Island? Oh, we're obsessed with the I'm, Curse of Oak okay. Island. Yes. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. No, you're not checking out. I'm you, not checking you, out. You, you listen guys, to this. You guys do your thing. You I'll be over he here. gives me a hard time because I love that show, The Curse of Oak Island. It's a now, terrible show. That's now, our date night. This, <laughs> this, <laughs> this is the only season it's where... Dangly this is the only season where I have not said... I'm not watching this next year because they ended... With, I have to watch this next year. You know, when years before, I'm like, why did I waste all this time on this show? I'm so yeah. aggravated at this. And then I'd watch it again. And I would be like, well, you know, I've got so much time invested already. I might as well just go ahead and watch it. But this year, I was completely satisfied with the way that it ended. And, you know, do you think that there's that there's treasure? in the in, If they could find the money pit, do you still think there's a dump truck full of I, silver like they claim? I don't know. You know, I don't know. Interested to find out, but you know, if I was in charge of that and spending all the money they're spending, yeah. this show would have lasted one season. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, we'd come yeah. in there and we'd walled everything yeah. off and dug a big hole and went through it all, and that'd been the end of it. Exactly. But exactly. Found it out. Yeah, I, but it, it's very interesting. Just the stuff they find. You well, know, the they, history part of it. Yeah, they learned that, so much. You know, when they found a Knight's Temper cross. Yes. Right. From back in. Thirteen hundred, medieval, medieval that, baby. Uh, you know, which that kind of throws history on its ear right there. Because, yes, it does. You know, they're saying Columbus, yeah, you know, discovered the New World when actually there were people coming over here a long time before. Yeah, them. yeah. So I know Cronkite does not like the Curse of Oak Island. I don't. No, I do not. <laughs> and you don't have any taste. No. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I think I have great taste. <clears throat> Roswell. 1947, do you think it was real or it was weather bloom? Definitely real. Yeah, it's 100%. Real. It's real. I have no doubt in my mind whatsoever. I'm, and I'm, I'm right there with you. I, yeah. I totally I, agree with you. I well. was always interested in, I watched this show after Roswell, right after that happened. The technology that we that we came up with within like a 10-year period. Yeah. Yes. There yeah. was laser beams, yes. microwave ovens, aluminum foil, 
the computer chip. Yeah. There were all, where did that tech? Uh, yeah, where did that technology come from? And we we've, we've talked about that on the show a lot. Yeah. You know, so you interesting. The most important invention, Velcro. <laughs> yeah, Velcro, but, Velcro. That's true. You had Velcro. You had uh, Kevlar. Yes. Uh, come after that, you yes. had uh, Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. You know, or mm-hmm. the not yeah. Wi-Fi, but the and fiber optic a, cables, like lasers. How could you just come up with that instantly? I mean, that's something that the technology had to be so. Yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Trying well, to figure out how to make a laser. I mean. During our last roundtable, and, and, you know, we we feel kind of guilty because, you know, we'll start going one way, and we're always pulled, and we do not support the Nazi Party or the SS. No, no. They were so technology advanced. They exactly. had to get that from somewhere. I mean, you know, in World War II, they had fighter jets. We didn't, you yeah. know. And missiles. And, well, yeah. supposedly there was a group you know. of scientists for the Nazi Party that um, was dealing with reverse engineering, but they had direct contact with aliens. Right. That's where Werner von Braun come from, who came over after World War II America went over there and told these scientists, look, you even come over and work for us or you're going to go to prison or the chopping block. So they all come. And then Werner Braun, he's the one that helped with the atomic bomb. Yeah, the space program. The the, space program. The space program. He had knowledge that wasn't around at that time. Mm -hmm. He he even said in one of of those shows that we, he said we had help. Yeah. Yes. But it didn't allude to, to, to what it was. Right. Well, you that's know, the thing. Well, like we, we talked about that, you know, either that is, for some reason, the only area in the world that genius level scientists come from. Yes. Or they had help. Yes. 100%. They had help, I you know, agree. because what, 1935, there was the, the, the crash in the dark yeah. forest. 36. Yeah, or, black yeah. 36. Forest, yeah. So, you know, and recently. Richard. I have Rimmature read. Voice. No, that was uh, that was in the eighties. That was Randomshire. But Randomshire. We're, we're talking about the uh, the Black Forest Black crash. Black Forest crash. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, yeah. and so that's when Hitler was yes. kind of coming up in power, and they started having a lot of media blackouts. So you don't there's really not know a lot what was, about well, that. what was found. Yeah. Right. Also, um, you did the show on the Real Society. That's yeah. when all that stuff kind of. I mean, they were kind of a thing before that. But, right. You know, I think. That Hitler listened to their their speaking or their knowledge right. work because they were they were basically trying to make society where they didn't have to want for nothing or work for nothing. You know, everybody be taken right. care of. You know, I mean, they uh, and um, he took it and flipped it up on its ear and used it as a military purpose, right? Just because that would give him an advantage. And you, you know, you look at all the weapons, even their tanks and things like that. When they first yeah. started World War. World War Two, you know, they had these little small two, three man tanks, whatever, had machine guns on them. Well, by nineteen forty three, they've got discs. like they have got like the best tank on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Until the Russians kind of got in there and even playing field, right? Panzers. Yeah. That, uh, and um, <clears throat> they had a flying disc. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. they the, were, the, you know, Nazi bail. top secret. Yeah. And, yeah. You know. Well, and that, well, supposedly they have. They had uh, what they call the honeyboo, right. which is, I think is hummingbird, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, an actual flying saucer. And there was a, you know, they supposedly there's a secret report that towards the end of the war, there was like 15 of these things come out 
and shot down 150 bombers. Right. You know, right. but it was all kept secret. And there was a our, our uh, you familiar? I think it's the Horton three two nine. That uh, was a Nazi yeah. plane. The one that looks flying wing. Yes. I think it's two two nine. Yeah, they found uh, they just, found a piece of one. It yeah. wasn't complete, right? But uh, when they brought it back here just recently, they did a full scale mock up and put it on one of their radar stands, and it um, I don't know. They said it was. It threw back a radar signature about like a hummingbird. Right. Uh, just, I mean, so far ahead of everybody. Right. If, if, well, they could have been, if they could have perfected that before that, the end of the yeah. war, that would have You know, bad. I have saw drawings and sketches of that. And that was, I mean, for that to, to, to take, take place in the 40s. Yeah. And the U.S. didn't catch up until, mm-hmm. you know, well, the, right. the, the late 80s. Yeah. You know. Well, it's, it's, well you, you can go a little farther. Jack Norpther. Uh, our group, our right. um, uh, aviation company, that's, that was what he was trying to get, was a flying wing. And the government just kept shooting him down and shooting right. him down. Well, they finally, after the war, you know, they come out with a, a bomber, which was a flying wing, and then they upgraded to jet engines. Well, you know, nothing came of it. They destroyed all of them or whatever. And then, you know, 40 years later, you get the B-2, which is a flying wing. Right. And they say that it has the exact same dimensions as the first flying wing bomber that they had back in the 50s. And that is, I mean, you know, just the technology they have was so amazing. And you mentioned uh, Von Braun a few moments ago. I've recently, and I can't think of the name of the book. I wish I'd made a notation. Uh, It was written by Von Braun. And in the book, he mentions a guy named Elon that is the guy responsible for putting people on Mars. And that, really? yeah, yeah, that has recently came to light. And the book's what, like really? sixty years old. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been and dead. I mean, so yeah, but yeah, and I can't think time. of the name of the book or when it was wrote. But it was but six. It's insane. like sixty years wow. old. But he mentions a man named Elon that puts people on Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So you know, if they did not have inside info from somewhere, I mean, you know, you can't guess that. No, I no. mean, well, and know. I'm I'm gonna go back out on a limb here. How many and, people's and, name Elon? And, and I'm, exactly, I'm gonna throw. <laughs> I'm going to throw Ingersoll Lockwood back into this. It's all coming together in all one group. Well, okay, but in all fairness, we've never made a connection with the Nazis or Ingersoll Lockwood. No, yeah, in fairness, we have not. However, the only connection that we have that we can even kind of circumstantially say that it's possible is Elon. Right. Well, you know, but I mean, you're talking about Tesla. I'm talking about time travel. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're talking about Elon being a clone of Nikola Tesla. Yes. Yes. Yeah, you know, but... I mean, isn't it interesting that we're at a time that's only happened in the last 10 years? I mean, think about this. All of a sudden, we have private entities yeah. that have enough money and have the technology to find a get a flying ship that's going to go to Mars. Yeah. I mean, if you'd have told us this even five years ago, yeah. everybody have been like, you're crazy. There's no way. We kept waiting on the government because we were so used to NASA and the right. Russian government. Yes. That was all you had to get stuff into space. But now we right. got now, Jeff Bezos got one. Yeah. Um, Jeff Elon, Bezos. And, Bezos, thank you. And, um, and Elon Musk. And they're and fighting. They, and they're competing. Yeah. A group out of, um, I think they're in New Zealand, Rocket Labs. They're kind of in the same, you know, they're starting to launch small satellites. And, and when their rockets come down, they catch them with a helicopter. They're, they're not as big as what? I think it's yeah. crazy how technology has blown up here in the last five. Oh, it's it's. I mean, you know, Ridiculous. and 
when I was when I was putting the format together for the show, I was even going to mention some technology, but I didn't do that this this episode. But you know, they always say that our technology is twenty years behind what the military technology is. Right. Now think about all the technology today, and this was available to the military twenty yeah. years ago. Yep. To envision and imagine what it's going to be like twenty years from now is mind blowing. You know, uh, before we started recording the show, I was uploading some music, and uh, one of the uh, things I uploaded was a Six Million Dollar Man uh, intro. That show was in the seventies. Yeah. That's very, very possible today it, it with with the, with the modern medicine of today. Twenty oh, yeah, years, that's a no-brainer I can see that. today. Mm-hmm. That look at all the um, body parts that they've been able to reproduce, like mm-hmm. your heart and your lungs and all yeah. that stuff. You know, and you know, it, it's been a couple of years ago. I was reading an article, and it said I can't remember what periodical it was from, but it was said that if people were alive right now, and they had a chance to live to be two hundred plus years old. Due to the you know uh, technology, modern medicine, yeah. and and I and I firmly believe that. Oh, I believe it. Yeah, I could live to be two hundred. <sighs> yes. Huh. Done. <laughs> so uh, I wouldn't want to live to two hundred. Why? I don't know. Yeah. This it world would, right now is so crazy. Well, yeah, yeah but you know, you'd, 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 you'd break years. up into pins to make another hundred years. I know, right? <laughs> What a, what a story do you want to go with there, Cronkite? Uh, all right, so I'm going to talk about the simulation stuff. Uh, okay. So we talked about the simulation theory a while back. It seems a little far-fetched, but an MIT professor says, uh, kind of suggests that we're more likely than not living in it, or we're more likely than not living in a computer simulation. So an MIT professor has said that he believes it's more likely than not that we are living in some kind of simulated universe, given that we ourselves are not far away from being capable of creating hyper-realistic simulations ourselves. In an interview with Vox, computer scientist Rizwan Burke argued that the world might take or might make more sense if we were living in a world of information rather than the physical world. There's a lot of mysteries in physics that are better explained by simulation hypothesis, and I think there's a very good chance we are, in fact, living in a simulation, though we can't say that although we can't say that with 100% confidence, but there's plenty of evidence that points in that direction. The idea that we're living in a computer simulation is not new and has been the subject of science fiction and philosophical... Philosophical. Thank you. I like philosophical better. I especially like... Uh, Philosophical house. The, not you know, to some waffles not to interrupt you, but I'm scatterbrained sometimes. But when we, I was listening to the best of Ingersoll Lockwood. Yes. Uh, and you said, uh, according to Snopes.com, yes. and I laughed, and I'm like, I pronounce it as Snoops. I just still find that funny. I just want yeah. you to know that. Well, I mean, and I, I looked at that word, and I said, that's philosophical, and I still pronounced it philosophical. <laughs> so it's okay. Uh Philosophical theories for years. In 2003, Nick Barnstrom's paper, Are You Living in a Computer Simulation?, captured the imagination of scientists and the public alike. In a brief argument, uh, it goes like this. If humans survive and continue to develop technology, we'll reach a stage where our civilization has enormous computing power. With this power, it is likely that we'll be capable of running massive number of simulations in, uh, of our ancestors using just a tiny fraction of the computing power available to us. Given that this is the case, Bonstrom 
suggests that we are that there are three possibilities for how the future will go, and one of them has to be true. One, the fraction of human level civilizations that can re- that reach a stage where they can be able to run these simulations is very close to zero. Uh, this would mean that the world is real, but we will likely get wiped out before we reach a point where we have this sort of com- computational power. That's kind of of a downer in it. A little bit. A little uh, bit. Two, the fraction of uh, post-human civilizations that are interested in running ancestor simulations is very close to zero. This, he suggests, would require society to have changed significantly by the time we are able to run simulations where no individuals have the resources to run civil- simulations or individuals are somehow banned from running the simulations because of ethical concerns for the simulated people themselves. Or three, the fraction of all people with our kind of experience that are living in a simulation is very close to one. Um, If the other two aren't true, this means that the majority of people with our kinds of experience are actually simulated and advanced civilizations in the future, Uh, and only one real world where all the simulation is taking place. Therefore, it is far more likely that we are in one of the simulations than the real world, and by, by what would be a material hypothesis, he told Vox. What do you what think do you, about that? <laughs> I, I don't think we're in a simulation. What about what about you no, guys? I, I think the old boy would smoke too much weed while watching yeah. the Matrix. Yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, you know. But I mean, if you think about it, though, you kind of believe that, though, don't you? No, I mean, I'm trying to keep an open mind, right? But well, I mean, would we know if we were living in a simulation? Would we think it was just well, BS? Delicious. I'm, Sorry. I'm there should be a glitch every once in a while, shouldn't yeah, there? Yeah. yeah. It was tell. like, what, red pill or the green pill or blue yeah. pill? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm just trying to keep an open mind. I'm just trying to think, it, if it were true, would we? how would we know it was true? Okay, if I was in the movie The Truman Show, I would know I was in the movie The Truman Show. He didn't know he was in the movie Truman Show. Yeah, but he wasn't that bright. His name was Truman. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, you know, I I'm mean, just trying to keep an open mind. I don't know if it's... Stuff like that is interesting to read, yeah. but I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. I don't see how it can work. I don't, I don't understand how it can I don't either. How it can be. I, I don't, I don't, I don't understand either. Who's in control either. of it? Yeah, exactly. I like, mean, who's, who's up there running the program? The one world government. They've got us. Yes. They've got us locked in. 100% ready to go. Bilderberg. Yeah. It's a Bilderberg Bill Gates has us all yes. tied up to the... Well, the you know, yeah. It, well, if, goes, if you read a bunch of stuff on the internet, too, Bill Gates and his wife's been dead for several years now. Yeah. That's so they're, they're, they're getting divorced. <laughs> he looks well, rough. They got, they, that's because they're in control of the simulation, and we're all just powering his Microsoft. Yeah. I don't buy it. I don't either. I don't, I don't know. Don't like I said, it. I'm just trying to keep an it's open mind. It's interesting. I keep an open mind, too. Oh, I mean, and, 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 I, and I try to keep an open mind, but... That's I, I don't believe we're in a it's simulation. It's strange. It's it's definitely a strange theory, and it's one that's kind of hard to wrap, wrap your head around. You know? Yeah. Well, uh, during the listener email part of the show, I read an email from a friend of the show, Luke Fugit. When we take our next break, I'll show you the video that he sent me. But uh, he has built a Jacob's Ladder based on the Madman Markham. That was a former Art Bell guest. Uh and he actually did a few tests, and he sent me a video. And uh, he said, I did a few tests, and I couldn't uh, find some of the nails and screws that I threw through it. Uh, 
After reviewing the footage, I noticed this scene where a nail I threw seems to appear on top of the box. I slowed it down so you can see it. And I showed this to Cronkite mm-hmm. uh, uh, before the show. And uh, are you familiar with Madman Markham on the Art Bell show? Uh, a little bit. He's, okay. he's the guy that, that made the time machine. Yeah, basically. yeah. and he, he had a huge one and jumped into it yeah. and disappeared for three years. Yeah. Well, he started out on a small scale like Luke has. And uh, in this video I'll show you, Luke throws a nail in it. And once it leaves its hand, you can't see it until it's, and it just like it appears out of nowhere at the at mm. the bottom of the table. And uh, Luke is going to be on the show uh, probably sometime in June. We're going to have him back on. Excellent. And uh, we're going to get him to build a time machine for us, maybe a Tesla cane. Okay. And see what else we can come up with. Tell him to build a time machine. I will. I, and, and and I have before. I've, I've I've told him this for years. Luke is the smartest guy that I've ever met. So. I want to go back in time. Why? I don't know. I just think we can't coup. Really? Yeah. Would you? I I I, I don't have any comment. I think we can't coup to go back in time. What period would you go to? Um, and I think we've actually talked about this on the show before. But that that's that's really good. If you could time travel, what period would you go to? I'd probably go back to the. I'd probably go back to the forties. I'd want to see the technology advance like it, like we've been talking about. So you would want to go back to the. Okay, all right. Nope, you can't change your answer. Uh, what about you? Where would you like to go to if you could time travel? Oh, well. wait, wait. Are we are we only allowed to time you travel? You cannot oh, whoa, change whoa, whoa. your answer. You need to calm down with you your hands. You do this all the you time. You need to ch- calm down with your hands over there. You are interrupted we going, the guest. I, I'm clarifying the question. <laughs> Are we only allowed to travel back in time, or can he travel forward in time? You've already answered. I'm asking, clarifying the question. Well, let me talk to him. I'm going to turn your mic off. Do you want to go forward in time or backward in time? Now uh, say something, Cronkite. And uh, guess what? Your mic is muted. So now it's unmuted. Would you uh, go go? What period would you go to? Probably like Cronkite. I'd go back to the forties. Maybe even back mid thirties, right? Just to get to see some of the history. Of course, it'd be hard to keep your mouth shut, right? You know, right. to try to change. Things, but still, what about you? Pre Civil War. Uh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I would love to. I think that. I would go back and and try to meet Ingersoll Lockwood. Because if he was a time traveler, then I would be able to travel from other periods. You know, if I met him and uh, befriended him and told him, you know. That I came from the year 2021 and this and that. So. Well, yeah, but you already have a time machine, so why would you need to go meet him? I didn't say time machine. I said one period. What? What's one place you would travel? I know to? that, but like you, See, but you said you're going to go you back and meet your son Lockwood. You always do this. Why do you always so you do this? Time travel more. You already have a time machine. Why, why? would you want to go back to talk to a man why, that, why that you, you need to time travel why more? Why do with? you always do this? Because like poking holes in your. Yeah. BS. All right, you you just sit there and uh, believe your simulation theory. The only thing it. you've ever simulated has come out of your ass. Yeah, I don't believe it. We're going to uh, take a short but. break, have Elliot's articles, Ned said, and when we come back, we'll have segment two. And in segment two, we're going to be talking about, uh, Cronkite's going to be talking about some stuff, and we're I'm going to be about talking about some stuff. possible fake celebrity deaths. And in one of those, we mentioned earlier on the show, and you'll have to... Stick around to find out which one it is. You're I'm listening Marilyn to Here to Chew Bubble. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. We'll be back in just a moment.
researching the inner workings of the net to bring you stories of the strange and unusual. It's Elliot's articles on Here to Chew Bubblegum. Take it away, Elliot. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Elliot with Elliot's articles on Here to Chew Bubblegum. I am part of that spooky family, but they are busy at the moment preparing for our new podcast coming July 1st on all your favorite podcast networks. That's the Spooky Family Podcast. You can visit our website at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Also, you can email us. You can email me, Elliot, at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Or Gertie at Gertie at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. Or Beagle. I don't know why you would want to email Beagle, but you can. At Beagle at SpookyFamilyPodcast.com. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can. Please send in your ghost stories. We would love to have your ghost stories. We want to make our podcast as interactive with the fans as possible. We would love to read your ghost stories, so please send those in. Now, I have a great uh, news article today for Here to Chew Bubblegum. It is called Project Serpo, the exchange program between humans and aliens. And I found this on newsintact.com. It's a November 30th, 2020 article, so you can look that up if you want to. In 2005, an anonymous source sent a series of emails to a UFO discussion group led by former U.S. government employee Victor Martinez. These emails detailed the existence of an exchange program between the U.S. government and the Ebens, alien beings from, plan- from Serpo, a planet from the Zeta Reticuli star system. The program was thus called Project Serpo. I mean, no points for originality there. The source identified himself as a retired employee of the government, claiming he had participating in a special program. The program's origins lay within two UFO crashes in New Mexico in 1947, the famous Roswell one and another one in Corona. He claimed one extraterrestrial survived the crash and was transferred to the Los Alamos National Laboratory. The other six deceased extraterrestrials were placed in a freezing facility in the same laboratory. Establishing communications with the scientists and military personnel, the survivor provided them with the location of its home planet and continued to cooperate until its death in 1952. The aliens provided information regarding the items found inside the crashed UFOs. One of those items was a communication device that it was allowed to use contacting its home planet. A meeting was set for April 1964 when an alien craft landed near Almogordo, New Mexico. Upon retrieving the bodies of their dead comrades, the extraterrestrials engaged in an information exchange that was carried out in English, thanks to the alien's translation device. One thing led to another, and in 1965, the aliens accepted to take a group of humans back to their planet as part of an exchange program. Twelve military personnel were carefully selected for a ten-year stay on Serpo. The ten men and two women were were specialists in various fields, and their task was to gather as much information as possible regarding all aspects of life, society, and technology on the alien planet. They were three years late and four people short when they finally returned in 1978. Two men had died on the alien planet. One man and one woman had decided to stay. The journey to Serpo, located 37 light years from Earth, took only nine months aboard the alien craft. They had learned that Serpo was a planet similar to our own, albeit smaller. It orbited around a binary star, and had an atmosphere similar in composition to the one on Earth. However, the two suns meant there were higher levels of radiation, and the twelve humans had to resort to protection at all times. Two of them died from complications. The heat was extreme, and it took the remaining humans several years to adjust. Another problem was the food. 
The crew had taken enough food to last them for two and a half years, but eventually had to resort to eating native Eben food. Anyone who's traveled abroad knows about the serious gastrointestinal implications posed by eating local food, but the human crew eventually adjusted. Another problem was the length of the day on Serpo, which was 43 Earth hours long. Also, it never got fully dark as their night skies were dimly lit by the smaller sun. The crew had complete freedom to explore the alien planet and they were not hindered in any way. The geology of the alien world was different. There were few mountains and no oceans. Several types of plant life existed, but mostly near the polar area, where it was cooler. There were also types of animals, and some of the larger ones were used by the Ebens for work and other tasks, but never as food sources. They produced their food through industrial processes, of which they had many. The inhabitants of Serpo lived in a small community led by a large city. They lacked a central government, but seemed to be doing fine without it. The Ebens had leadership and an army, but the Earth team noticed that they never used weapons of any type, and violence was virtually unheard of. They had no concept of money or commerce. Every Eben was issued items in accordance with their needs. The planet's population was about 650,000 individuals. The human crew noted that Ebens were disciplined in all aspects of their lives, working on schedules based on the movements of their sons. There were no other civilizations on Serpo except for the Ebens. Their method of reproduction was similar to our own, but it had a much lower success rate. Therefore, their children were highly isolated. In fact, the only problem the human crew had was when they intended to take a photograph of the Ebens' children. They were escorted away by the army and asked to never attempt that again. Upon returning to Earth, the remaining eight members of the expedition were quarantined for a year. During this period, they were debriefed, and the complete amount amassed uh, the complete account amassed about three thousand pages. All members of the expedition have since died from various complications due to radiation exposure. The fate of the two people who chose to remain on Serpo is unknown. The Ebens have not contacted Earth since nineteen eighty five so I thought that was a pretty good little story. you know maybe maybe we have had contact, maybe we do have a space force. Uh, you know, there was a hacker back in the day that found a list of supposed Space Force members. So, is this part of it? Who knows? Uh, once again, you are listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum with Goose and Cronkite. Thanks for listening, dear listeners. Please stay vigilant. Elliot, out. Greetings. We come in peace. The City of Cold Run Village Mayor Andrew Scott and City Commissioners Beverly Joe Osborne Big Joe Atkins, Trey Deskins, and Mike Steele encourage you to shop local. With over 200 businesses, the city of Colrun Village offers games, restaurants, gas, auto parts, cars, and much more. You'll find all of this and more in the city of Colrun Village. Shop local and shop often. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail for Here to Chew Bubblegum. 606-373-3396. You can also send an email to goose at heretochewbubblegum.com or Cronkite at heretochewbubblegum.com. It's now time for Ned Said on Here to Chew Bubblegum. Space smells like seared steak, according to astronauts. You're listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum, recorded from a secret location in the city that moves mountains. Three. Get your pitch to zero. Pitch is out again. Hold out to two. Direction. Alpha. Hold on. Trip selected. 
captain, astronaut, a man barely alive. Gentlemen, we can rebuild him. We have the technology. We have the capability to make the world's first bionic man. Steve Austin will be that man. Better than he was before. Better, stronger, faster. And welcome back to Here to Chew Bubblegum. I am Goose. As always, with me is Cronkite. Hello. And we also have Old Man Cronkite and Pamela Anderson in the studio with us as well. Hello. <laughs> We're going to have to get you to make some promos for us. I will certainly do that. She said hello. (laughs) So, uh, understand you had a question before we get started with segment two. Well, actually, after that intro, I've got two questions. Okay. (laughs) When you were younger, did you get out and play and you go running and you start going? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, yeah. Yes, I did. Yes, I uh, well, look over here. Yeah. You don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Don't get it. Yeah. Cronkite don't get it. Cronkite don't get it. All right. Quit calling me by my name. <laughs> <laughs> um, no. All right. The uh, governor is supposed to release this report here in the next, I don't know, what, yeah. next couple of weeks. Yeah, whatever. next like, two okay. weeks. You know, coming out with all the supposedly releasing everything they have. Now, my question is, if they release everything they have, and they come out with this, um, oh gosh, what I, I think I call it zero point energy, right? Where you're just getting getting the energy out of the air that you can use or whatever. What will that do to the world? And do you think they'll actually release that? Well, honestly, if it comes to that point, I would hope that they release it. I don't think they will because. Yeah. You know, like you said, zero-point energy, that would take away our need for fossil fuels, you know, would be gone. You you yeah. would have no gas crisis. You would right. you would have no, you know, Electrical. power companies that, that try to gouge their customers. Right. You would have none of that, yeah. you know. Um, I'm just thinking, you know. I hope that they, they don't release a lot of stuff and it's uh, redacted or blacked out. No, I hope sure they just, be. yeah, and I'm, I, sure I'm, I'm sure some of it will be too. Yeah. Um, I see in this world we're living in right now, nothing would surprise me. Well, no, not at all. Yeah, but no. It's like a you Twilight know, movie every morning when I get up and walk, turn the news on. You know, but I think, I'm sitting there thinking, you know, if they did release something like that, how pissed off I would be. Yeah. they've had this technology all this time. All this time. And all this money that it's cost everybody. Well, you, you know, know. And, and wars are being fought over oil, you know. Well, you can go back and uh, just uh, the uh, I can't think of the name of the show, but the uh, doctor, the Travis, the doctor from uh, yeah. Skinwalker Ranch, yeah. he did a show several years ago uh, where they took Nikola Tesla's uh, like tower, electrical tower, and they built two of them, and they were by this lake, yeah. and they powered a uh, uh, remote control motorboat off of this just by getting the electricity in the air. Yeah. So, so the theory that he came up with is that Nikola Tesla did create free uh, power, you know. And if you had a place and had these all over your house, yeah. you could get and maintain that. You could route and set up and get uh, free power from it. Yeah, I'd be happy with you that. You know, and there's a lot of people that claim that's why that they, 
You know, some yeah. people say that they killed Nikola Tesla. You know, the um, at that point, if zero point energy was released and became a thing, you would have no more people being super greedy and trying. They would have no leverage I over mean, the public. Right. To, They'd probably to, jump that, well, that, and have no that leverage. would make the world a better place. It would, yeah, but they would right. have no leverage over the people to stay in power is yeah. what I'm saying. You know, there's, uh, and I was going to mention this in segment three, but I think I'll go ahead and mention it now. You know, we recently got a TikTok, and there is a lot of good people on there that I've watched, and I found some very uh, informative stuff that we will talk about on the uh, future episodes of the show. There's some very dumb people on there that are so full of hate. Yeah, and some of the comments that they that they make to people, mm-hmm. you know, with there's a, there's this one girl that I follow that the show follows in a wheelchair, and she is a sweet young girl, mm-hmm. and some of the comments that people post on hers, I mean, you know, and this is the same generation that eats Tide Pods and get their feelings hurt, but on social media they're vicious. That just yes. yeah. that that just blows my mind. That makes yeah. no sense to me. They're they can't be held accountable. You know, you know. I mean, they can put anything they want to on. Well, you know, but I, I was raised right. You know, hopefully, you know, my 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 grandfather, my my grandmother who passed away years ago. My mom, you know, I always have respect for people. You know, I always try to open a door for people and you know be nice and friendly if I can. And mm-hmm. no matter what situation I'm in, and I've been in some pretty bad situations where, you know, I should not have been nice or friendly, but. By being nice and friendly and tactful, that has, you know, saved me a couple of times. But just this generation, I mean, for, I mean, you know, calling the girl in a wheelchair, you know, that she's lazy and she's doing that for attention. And I mean, when this is like a birth defect that she's had, mm-hmm. these people are cruel, you know. Very cruel. Well, My I mean, question is, what's next? I, I, I mean, hate to imagine internet, what's next. I know. The internet, look what all it did to our whole society. Right. And now all of these apps, these TikTok, Facebook, right. you know, Twitter, all this stuff. What's next? That's what's scary. You know, I mean, I'm just going to go out on a limb. A lot of these kids should have got their ass busted when they was little, and I think yeah, they would be yeah, better exactly. adults today. Yeah. Well, and I think that's why you, know? you see a lot of that is the, the yeah. previous generation where we're saying that you shouldn't you shouldn't discipline your children in the in the physical sense, and that's why you have you know kids are eating Tide Pods, right. and I mean, killing themselves, just, doing challenges, and, well, and making fun of people. We got our ass whipped. Old man or old man Cronkite busted Cronkite's ass about every other day, and look what a fine, upstanding citizen he turned out. Whether I needed it or not, <laughs> yeah. Well, and, no, I, and, and you I was I was I, I was going to say this later on the show too, but I but I will say it now. You did a fine job, and Cronkite is one of my best friends, and thank you very much well, for the job that thank you, you did. For the you know, he, he's a he's well, he ain't a kid no more. He's, no, he's creeping up on you know. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost there. I, I will be honest with you. Do though. not touch your microphone. <laughs> I will be honest with you. You can't even hear that. Well, Relax so over still, there. Still, this is why I like these new uh, this fetish. new thing. Better. Okay, <laughs> let me give you a situation. Somebody's interviewing us. We're somewhere else besides Bunker Studios, and you reach up and grab a hold of the microphone. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, there no. he goes with that little. Now he's doing the dog licking. <sighs> Stop. Keep it up. I can go all day. I can go all day. 
But, Do you want me to read you this this article? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going to get off my soapbox there, but I just you know I you know I don't know how we got on social media, but you know social media is the is the you know I won't even say that the internet is bad. The internet has good purposes. It's yeah. social media is what has really kind of brought our our civilization to a halt, yeah. a screeching well, halt. All right. Let me and and this is flip flopping away from social de-evolution, media. De-evolution is what's happening to you know, to these these kids. This is flip flopping away from social media, and that just briefly, I, I want to ask you and then them this: um, in the next five years, do you think movie theaters like they are now will be around, or they'll be a thing of the past? Past thing of the past. I think I'm surprised so too. They're not already. You yeah. know, I mean the the whole COVID nineteen thing where they've all been shut down. Yeah. It's just well, and I. That, we were kind of talking. I said, you know, we were talking that uh, you know the movie theater is going to be shut down and all this. Yeah, you know, you maybe go back into a novelty like a drive-in Driving. movie yes. from years ago. Yes. You know, where you can actually go out with family, sit in the car, and watch a movie. Right. Kids can go down there and play in the park, playground, or whatever while you're watching. Well, I would, everyone, I would, I would love to see drive-ins make a comeback. You know, everyone awesome. streams everything these days, which is not necessarily a bad thing, but it's also. That's probably where everything's going to go to. They're straight to well, straight yeah, streaming yeah. services. Now, releases. okay, you're it also, makes these young kids socially ignorant. Yes, yeah. right. yes, it and, does. And, and you're also going to look at um, cable TV channel or stations or channels, whatever. Yeah. They're going to go away yeah. because everybody's streaming everything. Yeah, everybody's you know, streaming, and you, yeah. you know you've yeah. got uh, Roku, and you've—I mean, you've mm-hmm. just got so but, much choice. You know, and if I can be a little negative here, it's their own fault. They mm-hmm. these cable news agencies with their their uh, with the media, the media has turned a lot of people away from yes. watching television because of you never it's, know if you're getting the truth or not. Right, and, right. I, and, I, and I would go on a limb to say that a solid 60% of it is never the truth. No, I agree. No, no it's not like it was back in the day when no. the real Cronkite was on. Yeah. You know, when the man yeah. spoke. What are you talking about? You, I am you, the real you, Cronkite. You pay attention well, and listen. <laughs> you know, when the man spoke, you pretty much know it was the truth. Yeah, right. you know they didn't. And I am the they, real Pamela Anderson. <laughs> just saying. So you know, and you can't get that now, right? Yeah. Well, and it's it's it, it all started with the twenty four hour news agencies. They have to talk about something well, all the time, right? Yeah, but it's you know, ninety percent of it. Ted Turner BS. started CNN. CNN was a damn good news network. Yes, it was. Yeah, up and through ah, the Gulf War, I guess. Yeah, I mean they were really. You know, really good at what they right. did, and then it just kind of all went to well, hell after that. Yeah, you know? I think after the OJ trial, it's when CNN started going down because yeah. Yeah, they they actually started the CNN company. What was it? Uh, it's it wasn't True TV. It was Court TV. Yeah, they they started that, and then it started. It's like it took a turn. Yeah, you know, you're talking that was like what ninety five, ninety six, yeah. something Somewhere like that. Around there. So it was a long time ago. Yeah. Go ahead and tell us about your story about Dr. Stephen Greer. I know he is a idol of yours. Well, it's not a story about Stephen Greer. Okay. It's a um I saw this on his on his Instagram and he has a link to it. Um but it's a New York Times um article. And it's kind of interesting. But it says even if you think discussing aliens is ridiculous, just hear me out. That's the title. Okay. Are you with me so far? Yes. Okay. The most curious subplot in the news right now is the is the admission and the most senior levels of the United States government that the military services have collected visuals, data, and testimonials recording fly objects they cannot explain. That they are investigating these phenomena seriously and that they will 
in the coming months report at least some of their findings to the public. It feels at times like the beginning of the film where everyone is going about their lives, even as the earth-shaking events unfurl on a silenced television in the background. Now, you know what? See, this is we did talk about this, so it, we're not the only ones who's who has noticed this that they that the, the news outlets have. And again, maybe that's possibly part of their plan. You know, they feel so much BS in the airwaves that people just don't pay attention to it. We've talked about this last year when they when they let those uh, those videos out. I mean, nobody cared. Right. Nobody cared. You're right. You're right. Well, but and you got look, all they were talking about was COVID. Uh, you know, yeah. me personally, COVID's real. It's nowhere near as bad as what they say right. it is. They they have gone and <coughs> made it political mm-hmm. for whatever gains they're after. Um, so um, news like that, you know, twenty years ago would have been, oh my god, you know, what they just they just said aliens are real, right? You know, they don't know what this is, and it barely got a blip. Yeah, yeah, you know, because that wasn't the story at right the time. at the time, right. So a number of the stories in the New York Times over the past few years have confirmed the existence of a military program on advanced aerospace threat identification and revealed videos in which trained pilots marvel over unidentified craft apparently defying the limits of known technology. On April 30th, the New Yorker published a relative... Oh my gosh, I cannot read today. Published an article by Gideon Lewis Cross, uh, Krauss uh, tracking the rise of conf- congressional, military, and media interest in UFO. <clears throat> UFO <coughs> excuse me. In UFOs, Harry Reid, the former um, Senate Majority Leader from Nevada, emerges as the as the key actor in the middle of his. <laughs> uh, you were. Uh, you're a little late to the party. Oh, well, so I read read four sentences past that. Uh, he pushed he pushed to fund the these investigations, and since retiring, he's been relentless in in voicing his conviction that the military has information on UFOs that the public deserves to know. He told Lewis Krauss that he believed there are there was a crash debris held by Lockheed Martin, but when he asked the Pentagon to see it, he was refused access. I tried to get, as I recall, a classified approval by the Pentagon to have me go look at the stuff, he said. They would not approve that. Language inserted in the 2021 Intelligence Authorization Act gave the government 180 days to gather and analyze the data it has collected and to release a report on the findings. On Fox News, John Rat. Ratcliffe, the former director of the National Intelligence, was given the opportunity to play down the report, which he began under his tenure, and he declined. When we talk about the sightings, he said, we are talking about the objects that have been seen by the Navy or Air Force pilots and have been picked up by satellite imagery that, frankly, engage in actions that are difficult to explain, movements that are hard to replicate, that we don't have the technology for, or traveling at speeds that exceed the sound barrier without a sonic boom. Nor are these just eyewitness accounts made by fallible man or human observers. Usually we have multiple sensors that are picking these things up, he said. Perhaps Ratcliffe, a former member of Congress whose sole stint in the intelligence came at the tail of the end of Trump administration, is simply hopping up his work. But that doesn't explain why a former CIA director, John Brennan, said in an interview with the, the economist Tyler Cowen that some of the phenomena we're going to be seeing continues to be unexplained and might, in fact, be some type of phenomenon that is the result of something that we don't know yet and understand. Uh, and then that 
that could involve some type of activity that some might say constitutes a different form of life. Are you done reading? No. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a lot more, but I'm just taking a break to see right. what you all think about it. But go ahead. Well, I'm, yes, I'm done reading. What do you got? Oh, no, nothing. I was I was going to say, you don't really pay attention to me a whole lot, do you? No. Because uh, I think it was like two radio shows ago. I read that exact same article. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. But this just came out last week. No, it did not. Yes, it did. No, it did not. It just came out last week. No. I actually still have my research on that. I'd like to see that. Well, I will show it to you. I'd like I don't to have that. it in front of me, but I will show it to you. One lesson of the pandemic that is in humanity's desire for normalcy is an, under, an underrated force, uh, and there is no single mistake as a common to political analyst analysis uh, as the constant belief that this or the event will finally change everything. So if many can deny or downplay a disease that's killed millions, dismissing some unusual debris would be trivial. You know what? I'm done reading. I'm done reading. This was not the same article. Your article was not nine pages long. No, no, because I shortened it down and, and took notes. No, you don't. You just go on Wikipedia and print your stuff I, off. I actually do research. I certainly do not. This was directly from uh-huh. that link. Wikipedia. So, yeah. is it is it really nine pages? You're the one that's been wasting all the ink in Bunker Steven. Studios. Yeah. <laughs> Steven, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, five pages. First of all, this was printed out at uh, Old Man Cronkite's house. So. Oh, he's wasting my ink. Oh, yeah. yeah. Don't I'm bring just, us into this. I'm just giving you a hard time. I know. Was, uh, I don't remember hearing this. Yeah, because we talked about the senator, Harry Reid, being from Nevada, and he couldn't get access to look at the debris. Yeah, okay, so one part. There's more than one part. What else was there? It doesn't matter. It is no, a fascinating it story. Is it? So, yes, is it, it is. Yes, it is. Was it fascinating? Yes, it is. You know what, Goose? I've had enough of you. Why? Was there anything else you wanted to add? There's a lot in there, but I don't want to be called out because because and he even talked about it talked about uh, uh, Lockheed Martin in it, and so. But great job, my friend. Thank you very much. <laughs> oh no, he's got sound effects. Let's hear it for Cronkite. <laughs> you do know I ran this by you before I even before you, I even decided to did, read it, and you were like, "Yeah, that sounds great." My name's Google. <laughs> <laughs> you think I was paying attention to you either? I don't pay attention to you. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, no, folks, I mean, but it's an right. important article. Yes, yes, it is. Okay. So it's basically essentially talking about the same stuff we were talking about where the it, the news has, has flooded us with a bunch of stuff yes. and we can't, nobody's paying attention to what's actually right, happening. Right. Now, how does it make you feel, though, that you've got Harry Reid that was in there for a long time? He's a senator from, from Nevada. Mm-hmm. He could not get access to that stuff that Lockheed Martin had. That was right. Because like, I actually think I had UFO fragments was the was the title of my article when I read it. Mine was just two pages. Mine's five. But uh, because mine's better. But uh, but uh, I, I mean, mine was five. It's like a Stephen. Well, email. I mean, all right, honestly, Stephen email. <laughs> Blast from the past, <laughs> but you know, um, what's your guys' thoughts of somebody that's in 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 you know a, a political part? He's he's a politician. He's of higher stature, and he can't get access to it. He's a part time employee. Exactly. And they feel he does not need to know. But well, you're looking if, at Kentucky. 
we have Fort Knox yes. in this they, state. Yeah. They can't even verify and the, the president of the United there. States can't even get yeah. in to see Fort Knox. Uh, do you think so, there is a lot of gold in Fort Knox? I think there's no gold in Fort there, Knox. Probably not. They may be a little. If you Just ask say the they people around that I area, think there's some, but I don't, I don't not, think there's not, as not much like as what like it no. was. No. no. That's, uh, well, I think, what was it? Uh, Nixon took us off the gold standard because yeah. we were backing our debts in gold. Yeah. And all these other countries were calling this stuff in and our gold was going was out gold the door. Going out. Was crazy. Yeah. That was from Roosevelt. Yeah. And uh, so that's, uh, you know, I, me personally, there may be some there just to say they have gold in Fort Knox, but. Uh, yeah, I don't I But don't I mean, we're talking local. Local senators and governors and state representatives, nobody can get access to that. Yeah, uh, when was it? Uh, Huddleston has been trying to get in there for probably forty years. I think seventy two. I think was when. Yeah, they, well, they they, they when well, I don't know. I think it was maybe in the eighties or something. They took a bunch of them down to show the gold. Well, there was they took them down into the vaults. Yes. And they showed them one vault. Right. But there was yes. like thirteen or fourteen others lying down the sides, right. and they wouldn't let them in. Yes. Love seeing them. But there was Could, one vault. They were, they're probably empty. Yeah, and that's so. the last time that was the last anybody's time. been in there. So if you ask if Harry Reid can't get in to see alien stuff, that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Not at all. No. Like so, the, he's a part-time employee, just like a president. So I, I may yeah. sound dumb here. What is gold is actually what is gold actually used for? I mean, is it what? I mean, I know it's like a precious metal, but like what do they do with it. Well, you can buy stuff with you, it. You can buy stuff with it. I mean, is that, the, is that its only... Well, no. no. I mean, there's... No. Like, um, what I'm electronics use gold. Is it on electronics? Like, yeah. Gold what I'm really trying to ask is why why our economy would have been based upon the gold standard. Why? What, what is it actually used well, for just you, the monetary? If you watch the ancient aliens... Okay, first of all, I'm no. going to need old man Cronkite okay. to stop with the attitude. No, the, no, the, no, I'm just the, saying... You leave old man Cronkite The, the alone, head buddy. move, and you pop Listen, down over there. This is a family conversation. Uh, you'll be treating you like I did when you literally <laughs> pull a bell off on your ear, man. <laughs> I want to see it. No, if you watch the ancient aliens, that was one of the theories that they work off of, that the aliens came here to mine the gold. Okay, the, well, you've got, you know, humans probably primitive at the time, didn't right. know it, you know, they might have thought they were gods or whatever, and, you know, they saw that that gold was important to them, and it's just stuck. Right. It's important to us now. But that's what I was trying it's to figure out. It's monetary value, but then they have electronics. There's a lot yeah, of intricate is, pieces that require gold. Yeah. Like all your computer chips, your your yeah. monitors on computers, well, all it has a has a has a small percentage of gold and some of the wiring and chips. And there's and desire okay. for jewelry. My old lady stereo I have. Uh-huh. All the connections are gold. Probably don't tell that on the radio. Why? There's not enough gold on there for somebody to come over and try to rob me. Oh, it's just a it's just a, a good conductor of electricity. Yes, okay. Makes you sound clear. Well, that that you was know my that question. soccer mom van you got. There's uh-huh. probably a little traces uh, of gold in it. Probably. probably. No, that's the soccer mom. the uh, it's a delivery van. Okay, you just relax. All right, soccer mom. The uh, <laughs> soccer mom van. The uh, no, see that's the thing is I never. I mean, I never really like. I understand gold is important, but I never really understood why it was so important. No one's ever explained that. Well, to me. That, that's that's to me. That's what I think it is. You know, this they came here to mine the gold. Yeah, we were already here. We saw it was important to them. You know, their technology. You know, they probably thought we were good. They were gods, right? You know, just like when the the uh, Europeans came across in 
and the Native Americans saw them here, they were in these huge ships. You know, that was why, um, oh gosh, was it Captain Cook, I think, got killed over in Hawaii? Yeah. Captain they killed Crunch. him because the, they wanted the nails out of his ship. Really? Yeah. You know, this was technology they didn't have. Yeah. You know, and, and but they saw that that gold was important to them, and so naturally gold is going to be important to them. So hmm. they want to dig it out. You know, I had not heard about the story about Captain Crunch. Oh, what's the one lake down in South America that they found all kinds of gold in the bottom of where they go out there and just get it off into the lake? Or... Here, yeah. no. What? I said. Okay. <laughs> Is that better? No, I said. Uh, I said. I said something about Captain Crunch and Captain Crunch. Yeah. <laughs> I would say you yeah, know exactly who that breaks. captain is. I don't understand why you didn't give me my laugh sound effect. And stop calling me fat. I, I didn't. I'm gonna have I didn't. This. I'm having enough of this. I didn't call you fat. This is this is. <laughs> I need one of those over here. No, no, you do not. Yes, no, you I do, do not. You have you have so, to work your way up. So you're um, almost there, but not quite. So who? Oh, I just had a thought. What? Nope. I want to surprise you next week. No, <laughs> no, no, just just go ahead and say it now. Nope, just go ahead and say it it's now. It's gonna be fun next week. Oh, well, yes, it is. Well, it's it's fun this week, it's fun every week. It's gonna be funner than hell. That it's even not a word. And it's gonna be fun. We're gonna talk about some possible fake celebrity deaths. Okay, can you guess who number one is on this? Elvis. Ah, oh, that's number two. That's a really good guess. Dang it, Marilyn Monroe. Um, that's on Andy the list, Kaufman. but more. Uh, Michael Jackson, really, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson passed away June 25, 2009 due to an overdose. The death was allegedly staged by Michael Jackson to get out of debt and live the rest of his life in peace and tranquility. In 1993 and 2003, Jackson was accused of child uh, molestation. How old were you in 93? Were you ever in California? I was eight. Did you ever go to Neverland Ranch? Nope. In both cases, his guilt wasn't proven. These events and constant changes in his appearance, changing skin color and face shape, were reasons for baiting um, that had been going on for years. Every year, new proof, and it's in quotation marks, believing he is still alive appears. Last year, uh, it was a selfie his daughter Paris took in which conspiracy theorist managed to see Michael. This year, the Internet was blown away by the shot uh, of Sergio Cortez, and it caused a new wave of gossip and theories. What do you think, Michael Jackson, dead or alive? He's dead. I think he is, too. Have you ever saw the video he's supposedly getting out of the van at the coroner's office? Uh, yeah. There uh, there is a video, uh, and they claim, and somebody does jump out of the back of the van and go in the coroner's office. Now, you had a lot of Michael Jackson lookalikes, and they claim that that was recorded after he died, and that was uploaded on yeah. the, the Internet way after he died. I think if anybody could do it, mm-hmm. I definitely think Elvis. Okay. But I think money-wise, I think they could do it yeah. if they wanted now, to. Now, there is the third one on this list I think could be very possible. Uh, the second one is Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley died on August 16, 1977 due to an overdose. The singer allegedly staged his death to retire from annoying show business and to go fully into his uh, spirituality beliefs. The theory about his fictitious death in 1977 is supported by several facts. These include confidential medical investigations on his cause of death, the absence of photos of the singer's dead body, and the wrong middle name on the gravestone, Aaron, spelled A-R-O-N, instead of A-A-R-O-N. Right after the death of the king of rock and roll, Jimmy Ellis appeared in performances 
He resembled uh, the idol not only in body type but also identical voice. Uh, this singer always appeared wearing a mask both on stage and in public, which is why many people thought that it was Elvis himself. Elvis Presley, dead or alive? Dead. I think he's dead. I think it, there's a possibility he could have faked his death. Yeah, because he could have he pulled off a truck driver. Well, there's just too right. many unanswered I mean, questions. He already had the hair. All he right. needed to do was, okay. you know, well, sleeveless shirt, blue jeans, and hop into the Peterbilt and take off across the country. They'd never know. Do you Peter think... build a truck for a man to drive. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. See, she said a truck for a man to drive, not a minivan for a woman Listen, to drive. I have a truck, but I also have a work so, vehicle. Okay. So, relax. Uh, do you think that if he had faked his own death that he would have come back before now? I mean, just imagine... Well, how much? Well, I mean, you know, and, and I do know that Graceland money. gets a lot of money annually. Oh my gosh, yeah. You know, you know, I think he had enough money. Yeah, he could buy an island. Do you think if he did fake his own death, that if he actually dies, we'll ever know that? You think that will ever be told? That's awesome. a good question. Possibly, that'd be the time to announce that he faked right. his own death. I mean, but I mean, at this point, he'd have to be what eighty years old. Well, yeah. He, he, yeah. Yeah. So, what do you mean? I don't think so. Hey, dude, dude, you're, you're, no. no he, he could still be alive. At I this don't point. think so. Yes, he could. How? Well, I mean, listen, if, he. Dude, people in their 80s, my, my grandfather turned 87 earlier in the week. I understand that, but know? he also didn't party like a rock star and eat fast food all the time. Well, but Elvis, you know, if he is alive, or if he could be alive, Elvis he had. Did. Elvis he had, well, and, and and I think that you're right, but I'm saying, you know, if he could have pulled this off, he had money to have He's doctors. He's the person that you know, could. So. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, this one on the list, I think this one's very possible that they could still be alive. Princess Diana. She died August 7th, or I'm sorry, August 31st, 1997. She died in a car accident in Paris. Many people think that Princess Diana really got into an accident that night, but that she didn't die. Her injuries were not fatal, were not fatal, but they were life-threatening. But she survived. <laughs> Instead of Diana, another woman was buried. Are you okay? Okay. And the surviving princess left for the USA, where she now leads a simple life, communicating with her sons from time to time. However, that's not the only uh, conspiracy theory about her death. The version about her surviving is supported by facts. For example, she was buried in a closed casket coffin. Also, there are no other photos of Diana's dead body and no photos of her before her death, apart from a photo of a blonde woman in a car damaged in the accident. I think that that one could be real. I think she could have survived that. I don't think that one could be real because I don't think the royal family would have put on such a big showing um, showing and, and funeral procession and there was a lot of political issues right. about that yeah. because they yeah. think that it was she was killed. Yeah. So I just don't think the royal family would get into faking it. Well, what if what if the royal family didn't know it at the time? Because there was a closed casket, and Diana hated the limelight. She hated being followed by her porters. I agree. So I agree. just those just. Those two facts alone is why I think it could have been possible. I don't know. I think old Elizabeth knew exactly who was in that coffin. (laughs) She's going to control her. Well, that's me. I kind of think whether it was the royal family or the British government, I think she was killed. 
Right. Because at the time, I think she was too. she was more popular than the royal family. Exactly. Yes, yes she was. And exactly. that gets her out of the way. You have a big royal funeral and all this, and, you know, everybody's happy, you know, except for... But, you right. know, then again, if anybody could fake it, it would be them, somebody that has a whole, whole, whole lot of money. Yes, you're right. Yep. What do you think? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, I think yes, it's possible she could have faked. I bet it. you bought a uh, blue Princess Diana beanie baby, didn't you? When I have they came no out? idea what that is. You don't know what a beanie baby is? I don't. Are you serious? You've never heard of a beanie baby? Is that an old thing? What is a beanie no. baby? No. Okay. <laughs> I thought you actually collect stuff and like look for deals to make money and all this stuff. Not a beanie baby. What is a beanie baby? You'll have to look it up. I'm not looking it up. Why? Because I don't know what that is. You don't. You don't. Why? Well, it's just something I made up. It don't exist. I'm sure. Yeah. It's it's not real. I'm sure. <clears throat> the next one on the list is uh, Marilyn Monroe, and that's who we mentioned earlier in the show. On August fifth, nineteen sixty-two, Marilyn Monroe died uh, from an overdose of uh, barbiturates, and the official version of her death was suicide. At the time of her death, the sex symbol was suffering from mental disorders and was dependent on medicines. The post-mortem photos of the actress seemed to be very suspicious to her fans. There are several theories, and the most popular one is that an unknown and chronically ill actress who looked like Marilyn was injected with a lethal, lethal dose of drugs and transferred to Marilyn's apartment. The real celebrity, pumped with potent sedatives, was then stolen by the Kennedy's people and sent secretly to Switzerland, where she was placed in a private and well-protected hospital. Uh, while there, she met Dr. Labe, L-A-U-B-E, a widower with three sons, and soon after, she married him. They settled in Switzerland, and in the 70s, her spouse died. But she is still alive and in good health, and joined her grandchildren from her adopted children. I would like for that one to be true. I don't think it is, but I would like for that one to be true. Well, I think the mafia was involved in her death because she was doing John and Jack both. Yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, love her heart. <laughs> she was in a heck of a lot okay. of deep. Yeah, well, see, I think it goes, I don't, I don't think it was the mafia. I think it was the government. You know. Now, let me ask you. Was, I mean, he was so controversial. Supposedly Frank Sinatra was wrapped up with it, and Peter, what's his name, Peter Frampton. No, no. Um, dude, that other actor, Peter Cottontail. Oh, uh, Peter Sellers. No, Weller. But that was a good, no. Those are all great answers. Except for Peter Frampton. <laughs> Never mind. Pickleheimer. It's Pickleheimer. <laughs> Peter Pickleheimer. <laughs> I went to school with a boy named Peter Picklesiver. Uh, <laughs> um, if 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 there was any on those that was true, I would like for that one to be true. Yes, because I agree. Uh, you know, and you can do some further reading on that, and we may talk about uh, Marilyn Monroe's suicide death in a later episode. But there's a lot of material out there that claims too that she did sur- that goes along with that that she did survive, and That's that she actually orchestrated and killed Robert Kennedy. You know, she paid to have that done. I mean, well, it's yeah, it's like a big deep rabbit hole. That's you interesting. Know? Yeah, well, so I always kind of wondered if LBJ didn't have something to do with that. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he couldn't stand Jack. Mm-hmm. No, no, he could not. You know, and uh, you know, I mean, you never know. I mean, you know, we were told that she died of suicide, but 
maybe she could have. Maybe, you know, she's, well, I'm, maybe she's still with us. How old would she be? I don't know what it is. Okay. But do people Probably in her 80s 90s. still live? She'd have to be in her 80s. Yeah. So she'd be she in her 80s. She was in her 30s, wasn't she? So. Oh, she'd be yeah, in her 80s. Yeah, she was 30-something so. when she died, I guess. So she'd be... She'd be in her 90s. She'd she? be 14. Let me figure that up. But she was born in the 30s, right? Yeah, let me pull my shoes out of campus. Yeah, it stinks in here. Continue. Put I'm your gonna, shoes back on. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, not sure when she's I'll Google. Born. You guys uh, You guys continue talking. Um, but uh, I want to thank you guys again. We're going to wrap it up here in just a few, but I want to thank you guys again for coming by. Thank you very much. This has been one of my favorite shows that that, that we've done so far. You guys have an open invitation. You're welcome back to Bunker Studios anytime, anytime that you want. Please come back. Um, coming up on the next couple of shows, uh, we will have uh, Rebecca Short, who uh, I've met her on TikTok as well, and she's turned me on to something called the Awakening Map. And I actually showed you this. What was mm-hmm. it last week, week before last? And mm-hmm. if you guys have not are not familiar with the Awakening Map, just Google uh, Awakening Map. And click on the picture of the map, and this is mind blowing. I mean, you've got stuff from the Nazis to uh, the pyramids being built to this this uh, uh, past election to DARPA to Antarctica. I mean, it's like a whole chart wow. how everything goes up, and it is fascinating. You have to look that up. Marilyn Monroe, by the way, is uh, was born in nineteen twenty six, so she'd be what ninety five. So. So she Sounds may have like she she may have passed away, but she could still be with us. She could be. Yeah. So, Betty White's still with us. Yeah, she is. That's true. Are you going to say something bad about Betty White? No. Why are you being crazy right now? I don't know. You just you just always oh, don't say nothing about Betty White. I'll yeah. start throwing hands. Yeah. I'm not, I'm I'm not gonna, saying anything yeah. about Betty White. I'm just I just said Betty White's still with you us. You say she something was about a, Betty White. I'm over and kick you right in the balls. Taco Comic Con and Toy Con. <laughs> Listen, no. you can you can go ahead and read that. No. I wasn't saying anything bad about Betty Con. Or Betty Con. <laughs> Betty Con. <laughs> wasn't saying anything. But I know Betty Con. She lives on the street. That's but Eric C. Con's mom. I know. I wasn't saying anything bad about Betty White. I was saying simply that she is in her nineties and she was a uh, she was a uh, actress. And you never said she was an actress. The only thing you said, Betty White's still alive. You need to let aunt. me finish talking, Goose, before you interrupt. That's bullshit. <laughs> let me tell you what I'm talking about. Right, she. Tell me. We were talking about Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. who who is a who was a sex symbol and an actress, mm-hmm. singer, whatever she was, and then Betty White, same thing. That's what I was getting at. Okay. Where did Betty Coon come in? Oh my gosh. Oh, you said Con. I said there you Coon. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Coon. Uh, this 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 has been a great this, show. This has uh, went again. Off I want to thank Old Man Cronkite and Pamela. For stopping by. Next week's show, we're going to be having a roundtable. We don't know what subjects we're going to talk about yet. You can always call, text, or leave a voicemail by calling 606-373-3396. Or you can email. You can email Goose at Goose at here to ChewBubbleGum.com or Cronkite at here to ChewBubbleGum.com. You can reach out to Nader Elliott uh, here to ChewBubbleGum.com or here to ChewBubbleGum at Yahoo.com. Attention Nader Elliott in the subject line. Our website, here to ChewBubbleGum.com. You can also... Reach us on Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, uh, Instagram. And also, the announcement. Pack with the oh, wait one second. Wait one second. <laughs> I was getting ahead of myself. Uh, on the Roundtable show next week, we will be joined by Justin Perkins of Talk Junkie mm-hmm. and Elliot of Elliot's Articles and the new upcoming podcast, uh, The Spooky Family. You may proceed.
Paco Comic Con and Toy Con. Wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I forgot. Also, you can contact us at those emails and phone number listed just a few minutes ago and give us uh, a topic that you want us to discuss on the uh, Roundtable show next Sunday. Be sure to have those in by Thursday. Were you saying something? You need a dick. Powerful Comic Con and Toy Con. Uh, go is, ahead. This is usually where I get no, to when you cut no, me off. No, go ahead. The, okay. Their website is PowerfulComicCon.net. Uh, they also have a Facebook page or contact the e-store comic and tech shop on Facebook or call 606-263-4946 for more information. Now, we will be there. It's on July 31st, right? Yes. Uh, I think it's uh, from 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. or 8 a.m. to 9 p.m. Uh, but we're going to close out the show. Uh, again, thank Old Man Cronkite. Thank family. you. We had a great time. <laughs> thank you guys very much. We want to say thanks to Carlin for all the voiceover work, to CK Uncle Bill and everyone at DeadPit.com, T-Shirt Joe at uh, FastCustomShirts.com. Uh, uh, be sure to uh, check out uh, Talk Junkie with our friend Justin Perkins and Down on the Holler with Jordan, Brad, and Jordan. That'll do it for this week. We'll see you next week, and until then, so long for now. We'll see you. Thanks for listening to Here to Chew Bubblegum. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into things the government doesn't want us to know.